the Latinos Out Loud podcast. What's up, you guys? Yo, yo, yo. It is Rachel La Loca. You already know. Yo, we are here live. Not only are we live from L.A., the big city of dreams, but we're live here from the big offices and studio at Me Too. And I'm here with a very good friend of mine. I want to call you a brother because he's been looking out for me like a brother for a really long time. Please put your hands together for filmmaker and chief creative officer of NGL Collective, which is now the parent company of Me Too, NGL... No, NGL and Me Too Studios, Ben de Jesus. Right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it was a mouthful. I think I, I didn't nail it. I didn't nail the landing, like you know Nadia Comaneci and shit. Like <laughs> Bella Caroli was not waiting for me no, on the floor okay. to give me a hug. It's okay. I'll give you a nine point nine. I'm so happy with that, you guys. Nine point nine is like, and you have to leave some room for improvement, ah, right? There you go. There you go. Ben, Ben, Ben. First of all, it's so good to see you. Oh, likewise. I really have so much love for you. And it's going to be hard to consolidate and basically get everything that I want to say and ask you in 25 to 30 minutes. Let's try. Our history runs deep, first yeah. of all. And before we get into this interview, you guys, I, I want to just go on record saying thank you. Gracias to you and Dave Chattel and Jean and Jill and everyone else from NGL that has literally sponsored me, given me venues, have really just given me what I need to be successful in my comedy career for a very long time. I want to say close to 15 years at this point. Wow. That's amazing, and we're so happy with where you're at, and we're so happy to have been part of your success, and we are going to be there for the whole ride. That means a lot to me. Okay, let's tuck the emotion away. Hold on. <laughs> Keep it professional, Rachel. No crying on the mic. All right, all right. I don't want to short circuit here or anything. Okay, so I got to ask right away. As soon as we walked in, we got the tour of this fantastic space you guys there's only one camera shot here but you have got to like i'm gonna try to describe what we're seeing here it's a huge studio and it feels so latino there's so much pride there's a bodega set there is a set with records of like latin music there's a bodega cat here for crying out loud there's a live cat that's chasing away i mean i'm not saying you got mice out here in la but i don't know i want to know what is going on here where are we tell us all about what we're doing right here right now like where is this place it's magical oh thank you so much for that well rachel like you mentioned we've known each other for many years we've been a part of each other's journeys supporting each other not just us supporting you you've been supporting us as well so we've been on this ride for a while we had a, a company called ngo media actually back in the day it was called urbano tv and we were wow throwback yeah, this is going back <laughs> this is like 12 13 years ago we we were trying to set out to be the latino youtube and then pretty quickly we found out that latino youtube is is youtube so we were <laughs> like true. okay maybe we need to pivot that's been a that's been, that's a common theme in our in our journey we've been pivoting a lot but when we Flipped the script and we realized, well, there was this other market of people. They didn't even call them YouTubers at the time. They were video bloggers, vloggers, right? Vloggers, yeah. throwback. So we started acquiring uh, thousands of library, uh, thousands of videos for a library that had like, you know, three minute cooking videos and two minute, uh, you know, movie reviews, Mike the Movie Guy and uh, Yamil from Miami and, and people that were doing their own thing. Again, this is like, there was no word called YouTuber. It was just... You were either, uh, there was no word influencer, all of that 
really happened in the last few years. But we started gathering all these videos together. And before we knew it, we realized that there was this whole market of like, okay, if you have Latino content, that means that the Spanish language or Latino themed Toyota commercial has a place to play on a video player. So we started putting our video player on hundreds of different websites. And before we knew it, we had gotten to number one in terms of the amount of unique Latinos we reach online. So right now we do about 29 million Latinos online a month. And, uh, you know, just to give you an idea, like Univision does about 25 million, Telemundo does like 20 million. So we've been like secretly on the download, just like rising and climbing the ladder, doing content that really speaks to us. And that is uh, about the Latino experience, positive, uplifting and entertaining. That's important. It needed to be good. So about seven months ago, we were acquired by the parent company of uh, Me Too. And now we are NGO Me Too. That is a huge union of two grandiose companies doing amazing things as far as representing the culture and putting the content that we crave out there i love that and i respect that so much when the news came across the wire i think everybody it was the talk of the town it was the talk of the linkedin town it was like the talk of the trades because we i guess the consumers and also we the marketers we the content creators that are also in this space we recognize and salute what you guys have been doing doing documentaries let's talk about that real quick you okay that's what i mean i'm gonna be all over the place so somebody please reel me in um (laughs) no pun intended get it real i mean okay you know i'm keeping it real right now um raul julia john leguizamo can you please tell us about that chapter of your life how does that fold into what you do with ngl and me too or does it not and and please tell us about these successful documentaries because these are award-winning docs that you shot and directed well i I started my career as an actor so i i came from that world and then i got an internship at mtv and uh i started working my way up the ladder at mtv and did a lot of great shows there so i've always had like long form content not just digital content really in my dna so when we started building out all the digital content my partners david chattel who you mentioned shout out to dave chattel okay upper east side but now he's out here so you know what i'm saying it's all right i'll hold it down on the upper side for him it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> that's good no so we, we they always knew that i i my passion really lies in in telling stories not just as like from the from the social uh feed type of of content so we started building these documentaries and look when i was growing up i idolized john leguizamo like that was my hero i I, matter of fact last week i just showed him a book that i bought when i was 15 years uh, old like 32 years ago well let's not do the math (laughs) 30 years ago i bought a book of spicarama so he was always somebody that i was just so in awe of because i wanted to make it to broadway and here's a latino that's making it to broadway and raul julia was the other side of that so david chattel uh hired me to shoot some youtube videos for urbano tv at the time this is about 12 or 13 years ago and i went to uh john's house and was able to like recreate i don't know if you remember like the viral videos of youtube back then like hide your kids hide your wife and the freak out kid so they hired me to do those videos, but with John starring them, like shot-by-shot shot recreations of John in it. So the first day I meet my hero, Johnny Legs. Wow. I'm in his room. Wow. I'm in his, in his house in his Brownstone in the village, and I'm having to direct him to rip off all his clothes, run around in like a madman in his boxers because that was the video that we were, we were trying to recreate. So um, we hit it off. I got his cell number, and like the next day I found out that he was rehearsing for um, – his first one-man show in 10 years, which was Ghetto Clown. 
So I asked him, hey, man, you mind? Hey, man, you mind if I go bring a camera and shoot a little behind the scenes? And he was like, absolutely. Just come through. So that first day when I went to the rehearsal, I was like, whoa, this is a documentary. So I came back the next day and uh, I, I came back with the treatment and I said, hey, I think we could do a behind the scenes documentary. And that was my first documentary, Tales from a Ghetto Clown, which I think the lesson in there is like, hey, don't dream too big. There's no limits to our dreams. And then secondly, just keep showing up. Shout out to you for seeing the opportunity and being vocal about it. Mm. So many of us, like, we see the opportunity, but we're not necessarily vocal about it, especially in front of our heroes. Mm. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's a saying, like, in Spanish, con la boca cerrada no se come. And I, I, I live by that. It's like you, 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 can't, you can't eat if you don't open up your mouth. So you got to speak up. So as a theater girl, of course, you mm. know me and my hilarious girls, we perform at the Triad Theater in Room 28. We did our theater thing. And also, like, my love for theater started very young. Like, what were some of the takeaways from shooting this behind-the-scenes theatrical movement? Johnny Legs' shows are movements. Mm, Each sure. one of them. Because... Yeah. In the past, and I don't know if he's going to put out another one, we were waiting. We were anxiously waiting. And we know, well, I know his process because I'm a huge fan. Of course, he's one of my heroes too. Which, by the way, sidebar, I met this man because of this man. <laughs> yes, I met John Leguizamo and I sat down with him because of you. Thank you. So oh, you met good. your hero, but you paid it forward and you allowed me to meet one of my heroes, just so you know that. that I'll never good. forget that day in that nasty-ass Egyptian restaurant. Ethiopian. Uh, Ethiopian, my yes, bad. Yes. In that nasty-ass Ethiopian. Ethiopian, I knew it was an Egyptian, but Ethiopian restaurant, which I love the wine, but I just can't eat with my hands like oh, that. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. but like as a theater person, there's so much that happens. We see the performance, you know what I'm saying? You go to your Broadway shows, off-Broadway shows, hilarious shows, mm. shameless plug, you know what I'm yep, saying? Of course. And you, the consumer, see pretty much a flawless thing most of the time even if there is mess ups on stage or things you know you don't really see because the, these trained professionals make it so you don't i want to know what were some of the things you saw behind the scenes what were some of the magical moments that you were like i'm so glad we decided to do this documentary because yeah. we saw the forward we saw what was outwardly facing with ghetto clown what was behind the scenes what did you see inwardly facing yeah well i think when you start working with Johnny Legs, and it's been such a privilege and an honor to be able to be on this journey with him, you see how hard he works. And like, there's, there's no shortcut to success without hard work. Like, there's no secret formula. So the guy, just being up close to him and seeing his process was so amazing and inspiring, and it still is today, because I have yet to meet somebody who works harder than John. So like you said, like you see the finished product, very polished and nice and beautiful, but the journey to get to that thing never ends for John. Like even to the last week of the shows on Broadway, he was still tweaking and finding ways to make it better. So like this idea of like just saying, okay, we're talented. A lot of people have talent, but the differentiator a lot of time is, uh, is like the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I think that the harder he works, it's like that's why he's who he is. So I, I really took that away from, uh, from that experience. And what was great is that I, I got to show people like you and even me, one of our heroes, and seeing the process that he does. But like from morning to night, the guy never stops trying to improve and striving for greatness. And I think that's a, a big lesson. I got to see a dress rehearsal of Latino History for Morons. Mm -hmm. And... I saw that. We were at the dress rehearsal, and it wasn't up yet. 
He was working. He was sweating up there. He was making notes. He was telling people around him, you know, his people, like, make a note for this, costume that. You know, he was doing the thing with the eraser that he did on his hair a couple times just to get that blocking down. Mm -hmm. You know what that was to watch for me? That night that you guys invited me to that dress rehearsal, I didn't go to see the show, really. I went to see the Johnny Legg show. Yep. His process. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. Because then I went to go see the show as a consumer and like to experience the show from start to finish. But no, it was like being under the tent with one of my heroes yeah. to see the process. I'm glad you mentioned that. And again, thank you for inviting me to all these amazing places where I was educated. Always. Not just entertained, Always. educated. Gotcha. Okay, so fast forward now. Um, I know you've got stuff that you're working on. I don't know what you can tell us about, sure. but are you furthering the documentary endeavor? And if so, are there any thoughts to move forward with John Legs on Johnny Legs on one? Or? Yeah, yeah. We actually are in the middle of a uh, production for a three hour documentary that was inspired by Latin history for morons. It's called American Historia with John Leguizamo, where we do like our version, like what Ken Burns has done for so many other movements, we really haven't had that. So we talk about history going back all the way from the Olmecs and the Incas and the Pre-Mayan and all the, 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 the Aztecs, all the way up, up into the Young Lords in New York City. Oh, wow. So it's a three-hour documentary that's going to be airing in, um, in September on PBS. But we hope that it'll be, Woo-hoo. yeah, one of many, many seasons. We, we're calling it Volume 1. You know, yeah. wink, wink. We want Volume 2, Volume 3, because a lot of times Latino histories, Latino historical contributions, they just don't make it to the pages of, of history. Like, we're not taught these things in textbooks. We're taught about, like, the heroism of people like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Christopher Columbus, which is, you know, troubled history there. But we don't hear about people like Bernardo Galvez, who was a general who helped Washington win the Revolutionary War. We don't hear about the Cuban women who sold their, 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 their silver to help fund the, the birth of this nation. We don't hear about people like, uh, like Dolores Huerta, who really coined the phrase. She was an a, a, a activist leader for unions. She was with Cesar Chavez, but we often leave her off of the pages because people will focus on the male side of it or the white side of it or, or the European-centric view of it. And we're just trying to, like, just dispel all the myths and, and provide a different portrait of, like, what the real history was. How wonderful is that you're using your creative to teach the lessons that probably should have been taught to us from the beginning it's really sad when you think back to like early childhood education i mean i'm a public school girl i don't know about you born in new york city right and yeah we're reading about all these influential characters in history and mount rushmore and all that but yo there's a lot that has been left and it's almost up to us to unfold yes to dig and shout out to you for doing it through the lens right with your camera in hand but i'm also going to shout you out for all the research it sounds like you've also absorbed through the process it's a lot it's a lot well like i said when you're working with john there's no shortcuts i always say john and when you go to john's office where he's like his kind of his nerve center is uh it looks like he's constantly like studying for midterm exams like there's post-its everywhere. There's highlighters in the book. So it's like you're, you're being inspired by somebody who's doing it and you just want to do the work the right way. Uh, one other thing I'll mention, another project that we have with Johnny Legs is um, we have this show. It's a six-part series called Leguizamo Does America. That's going to be premiering in April on uh, MSNBC. Oh, my God. Yes. What is he doing in America exactly? Oh, he, he's, <laughs> yes, he's doing it. I'll tell you that. He's, um, what we did is we wanted to take 
this idea of like John on the road, but going to different cities around the U.S. and discovering the the arts, the music, the 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 people that are making an impact in the the United States right now. So we went to we started in New York City, then we went from there to um, Washington D.C. We went to Miami, we went to Puerto Rico, Chicago, and then L.A. And it was incredible. Just again, like you see. You see a lot of the big stories, but sometimes when you dig under the hood, you say there's all these other inspirational people who are running businesses, who are doing poetry, who are just changing their communities and us. And we wanted to shine a light on that. I love that. And where, we, where will we be able to see that? We're going to launch it in uh, South by Southwest in a few weeks. Yes. Then, uh, Latinos at South by. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. And then from there, it'll air on uh, MSNBC starting in the middle of April. Congratulations, Ben. Thank That's you. really incredible. Thank okay, you. I want to dig into Ben a little more before we wrap up. And I've interviewed you before. Like, I know you have a lot of knowledge to share. And I want to talk to you about Ben. How many years in the game now? How many Point years? <laughs> okay, after first permit years. Between 50 and 50. <laughs> <laughs> now, I started as an intern at MTV in 99. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to do the math. It should be easy, though. It's 99. We're in 2023. So 24 years, you're coming up on 25. Yeah, I would say from the intern to now, 24 years. And uh, I've been a director for about 18 of those. And uh, it's been a good ride. And it, it, I'll be honest, it's still getting better. It's still getting better. Well, I want to tap into this ride. It may have been bumpy. It may still be bumpy for a Latino in the space. But I would love if you can sort of talk to young Ben right now because mm. he's out there and think about how you've maneuvered the space in the last 24 years, being Latino, coming from New York, trying to do this cross-country thing, bringing up stars at the same time, putting people on, mm -hmm. educating. Talk to young Ben right now. What's some advice that you would have for him navigating the space now that, now that you are where you are? Oh, thank you. Uh, and it's funny, you say it, you make it sound like I'm that far along, and I, sometimes I don't look at it that way. I do. I'm still striving, and I'm still trying to... To get somewhere, I'm definitely. I mean, we on a know mission. you got a lot more to go, but yeah. I'm just saying. In hindsight, if you could take a pause sure. on the ride right now and check the rearview mirror <laughs> and look to Ben, young Ben back there, like give some advice. Because the thing is with this podcast, I know they're listening and their ears are very open for the advice, sure. the secrets from the people in the biz. Yeah. There are aspiring directors listening right now. Shout out to y'all. There are aspiring creators. There are aspiring chief creative officers mm -hmm. of huge companies right now. So what are some words of advice? Because I want them to know, I want them to leave equipped from this episode. No, I appreciate that. Well, I would say, I mean, the, the first one is an easy one and it sounds like a cliche, but it's 100% true. Is like, don't give up. The second is like, dream big. Dream big. Dreams don't cost anything. Dream big. And then one of the things that I've learned in my life is to be specific. So like a lot of times people focus on, I want to do this and I want to get there, but they, 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 they get caught up in the how. So I would say one of the things that I use in my life is my technique is like I focus on the what before the how. So like the what is more important than the how because the how, when your what is so clear and when your goals are so clear, you're going to figure out all the steps to get there. But if you are get caught up in the process and like, yeah, but how do I get an agent? Well, why don't you just start by saying, I want to get an agent. That's your what. And then what would people who get an agent do? They get into short films. They get their headshots done. They get on IMDb. Those are the house. 
So like getting your what clear, like it costs nothing to do a list. And so I break up my goals, not to be so specific, but we love specificity and just getting granular with it. Just saying. All right. So I do short term, midterm and long term goals. So my my short term goals are things that are as simple as update my website, call these 10 people that I have their business cards that I haven't followed up with. Uh, And then when I get to the midterm, like that's like one to three months short term. Then for me, like three to 12 months are like midterm goals, like direct two episodes of a sitcom, put together a short film, write a script. Those are like my midterm goals. And then my long-term goals are like pie in the sky, like anything is possible. But again, I, I try to be very specific. The more specific you are, the more specific results you'll get. That's incredible. I love the secrets. And that is a good directive as well. Now, speaking of directing, are you still doing work with Disney? Or are you still doing I, the I haven't in a while because I got caught up in the Leguizamo train, which is a great train to get caught up in. <laughs> But we are working with Disney in other ways. We do uh, content for them, uh, like on the branded side. But I'm definitely excited about that chapter. That That's my midterm goals, is oh. to be a very, very uh, successful episodic director. I love television. And you hear us, universe. You hear us. You listening? Yes, I am. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, okay, now this is a question I love to ask creatives, okay? Yes. So let's like disconnect from work for a sec. What, I don't think I've ever asked you this, mm. what does Ben Jesus, director, filmmaker, conceptualizer, do for fun? What oh. do you watch? What do you do? Like, do you watch stuff completely different than what you shoot? Or like, are you into comedy? Like, what's yeah. your, how do you escape? I, I mean... I, that's a great question. I'm a, I'm a dude who grew up in the hood, but who loves the outdoors. So I do like a lot of outdoor stuff. Like during the pandemic, I got into golf with my dad. No way. Yes, so we've been playing golf for the last three years. I love it. It lets me disconnect. I don't look at my phone for three or four hours. I walk the whole course. I do. Um, look at you, Tigere Woods. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I do a lot of camping. I camp. I play. Uh, Wait, glamping or camping? Glamping. Okay, I was gonna say Ben the Hazels, you camping out there, you starting fires with rocks. And I do stuff. I do the fires, but not with rocks. <laughs> no, no, no. It's funny. You like finding food and making it and stuff. I love like? it. I, I'm like, damn, they've been hiding this from us. Like now I realize between <laughs> golf and sailing and camping, I'm like I'm turning into a, yes. Yes, you are. I've transformed. (laughs) But guess what? It's good. No, I do that. But I watch. Are you also riding horses and like, you know, playing all that stuff? I do ride horses. I play poker. Yes. And I watch a lot of Netflix. I'm not even going to deny. I do watch a lot of TV. Tell us your shows. I'm watching right now um, The The Last of Us. I just finished watching, um, I watched Breaking Bad for the second time again. So many people do that. Yes. What did you get the second time? I'm, I'm, one, I'm a one-timer, but I'll go back in. If you, what'd you get? So it, First of all, you're like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. Like you literally, there's not one bad episode. There's not one bad like scene. It's just really, really good. So I, I watch a lot of TV because I do get inspired by it. And it's like I could feel my director brain even though I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm definitely having an escape. But I do learn, like I do learn. I watch a lot of documentaries, so I, I get inspired by other people's work, and then it, it like it gives me a little kick in the butt to get better. 
I love that. Our my last question is kind of a part B to this question. Sure. Are you the type that will pause and like check the lighting and like you know? I Not wonder what so lens much. they were using, or do you watch the whole thing through? Are you like okay? I guess where I'm going is like, are you annoying to watch a movie with? No. <laughs> I mean, not for me, but maybe for the one I'm with, maybe. I don't know. But no, I'm not that crazy. But I do do stuff like when I'm, because I want to really do a lot more episodic television. I do like, I am watching the show and then I'll, I'll try to guess what the shot coming next is. So That's I'm like, I'll do like wide and then I'll be like, okay, they're going to have to do a reverse over the shoulder. And then it, it, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong, but I definitely always am learning. Yo, directors out there, do you feel bent on that? Like, I wonder <laughs> if they're all, like, nodding their heads yeah, in their cars yeah. right now. Like, yep, that's what we do. It's that's true. so fascinating to me. Yeah. So me, sometimes as an actress, like, the actor in me also anticipates lines or, like, yeah. you know, cadence in the delivery of the line or, like, you know. That's fun to me. Yeah. So it's fun that you are saying that because I would never sit there and watch a movie with that lens. Like, literally. No, no, I, I just, love it. And it's nothing, it's not annoying, but it's also like I do escape I love going to the movies so ah yes the movie going experience yes. it's just there's nothing like it nope. right like nope. what are okay we're going on we're no getting worries. real granular what are like the top three things that you love about the movie theater experience versus streaming something at home in your pajamas uh, now I only go to the movie theaters that have the food oh like, yes like that. the I love hot dog the and the pretzel nuggets and the, little, uh, the blanket and the little pillow I love all of that so <laughs> I do that um the sense of community, like, in the room, like, especially with a comedy or a horror, there's nothing like watching it in a movie theater. Or, like, in the hood. Like, girl, don't do that, you stupid. <laughs> exactly. No, what, you ain't learned nothing from your mama? Like, yeah, Exactly. I love all of that. So I think that, and just, like, leaving, the act of leaving and going somewhere special, it's like, I do it, like, once a week. I go to the movies, once like, a once a week. Yeah, yeah. So you're, like, AMC Stubbs hard body. No, like. no, I'm, I'm platinum on iPick. Oh, we're platinum. Platinum. And if y'all know IPIC, that's the theater where you know you in the like oh leather and shorty come up to you with, can I get you anything? Like it's like bougie theater. You Yo, know what I I'm bought saying? the same recliners that they have in the IPIC. No, you in my house. did it. I did. Oh, yeah. You got the IPIC seats in Not home? quite, but they look like it. That's and, incredible. Uh, it's so fun. And I got the IPIC blankets. I love, I love all of it. You also love decor. I've stayed in your Airbnb. Oh, yeah. They're incredible. Like Thank everything you. is cinematic. No, yeah, no, I'm into it. I love, uh, I think it's an extension of being creative. So like on set, like my crews, they know like I'm really like the art director at the end of like the last shot, I'm the set decorator. <laughs> I just want to move that little vase just a little bit because all that matters is what's in the frame. So I'm very like meticulous. Some would say only in that, in other areas of my <laughs> life, I'm a madman. But for whatever reason, when I see the frame, I'm very meticulous. Like I, right now, I'm glad I didn't look at it because I would have been like, "Let's move the chair here." Like I'm to that oh point. Oh my god! So. But that's your eye. That's your trained and seasoned eye. Okay, we've got to wrap up this interview. Okay. I want to just ask you one final question that'll like take us out of here. What's what lies ahead for Ben de Jesus? And oh. that could be as specific or broad strokes as you'd like to answer. Thank you. Well, I mean, I'm really excited about this new stage with NGL Me Too Studios. I think we have a shot. Like we've been the underdogs and we like that position and it served us well. But I think that coming soon, you're going to see us have uh, our fingers and be successful across not just digital, but television, film, music, theater, events. Like We're going for it. 
so proud of you guys. Yeah. One more time for Ben de Jesus. Tell them where they can follow you, please, if you want to be followed. Sure. Some people like Nasan, but if you want people to follow you, let them know. Sure. It's uh, Ben de Jesus one on IG. That's where I'm most active, which is not very active, but come follow me there. And uh, I will just say, like, part of us being in this position and being so blessed of where we are right now is to pay it forward. So that's like a big part of it. Everything that we're doing, we're doing it in mind with like, how do we also open doors for the next generation? And that's, that definitely drives me. That's incredible. And the world appreciates that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Ben de Jesus. Thanks for inviting us to your casa. Mm -hmm. It's a very large casa here at Mito. Um, but thank you so much for welcoming us with open arms and an open heart. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much. Elueleros, this has been your girl, Rachel La Loca. We outside, out west. LOL out west. Hit Route 66 with your kicks. All right. Yes, I brought my kicks. I brought my J's. All right, yo, we out. This has been such a great episode. I almost don't want it to end. Um, but we have a live show tonight that we got to get to. Hello. Hello. All right. Thank you so much, Ben Jesus. Shout out to Dave Chattel. Shout out to Jill. Shout out to Jean. I shout out to everybody who welcomed us here. And it's just amazing. On that note, we out. Let's go.